today's Fractal Podcast, we review lung ultrasonography use in coughing dogs. Coughing is a common clinical sign associated with a variety of respiratory etiologies in dogs, including dynamic airway collapse, bronchitis, pneumonia, heartworm disease, and neoplasia. Congestive heart failure is commonly reported to be associated with coughing in dogs, although there is much debate as to whether this clinical sign could actually be directly attributable to pulmonary edema, which is generally interstitial or alveolar in location, given the distribution of cough receptors primarily in the large airways. It's possible that coughing in dogs with congestive heart failure is due to cardiogenic airway compression or concurrent primary respiratory disease. Thoracic radiography is a primary diagnostic test employed to evaluate the coughing dog, but it is limited in assessment of dynamic airway disease or bronchitis and may not always be definitive in identifying pulmonary edema. More advanced imaging techniques, such as fluoroscopy or CT, may be more accurate but are not readily available in the general practice setting and often require sedation or general anesthesia. More recently, point-of-care lung ultrasound, or what we'll call LUS from now on, has emerged as an alternative modality for evaluating pulmonary pathology in practice. B-lines, known as ring-down artifacts or lung rockets, are generated by a large difference in impedance between fluid-filled alveoli and surrounding air, supporting the presence of interstitial or alveolar pathology. B-lines appear as hyperechoic vertical lines extending from the pleural pulmonary interface to the far field. B-lines have been demonstrated to help differentiate cardiogenic pulmonary edema from other causes of dyspnea in humans, dogs, and cats. Other subpleural abnormalities, such as the shred sign, tissue sign, and nodule sign, have been described to be useful in identifying lesions of pulmonary consolidation in humans. For a nice visual example of these LUS abnormalities, we encourage you to look at the images provided in this manuscript. So, Ward and all wanted to evaluate this in a study entitled Lung Ultrasonography Findings in Dogs with Various Underlying Causes of Cough. In this study, the authors wanted to describe the LUS findings in a population of dogs presented with coughing and whether the LUS findings were useful in differentiating the etiology of the patient's cough. 100 dogs were included in this prospective study. LUS and thoracic radiography, two or three view, were performed within two and a half hours of each other, in any order. Dogs with moderate to severe dyspnea were excluded. LUS was performed according to the previously described VetBlue protocol using a 5 to 8 MHz curvilinear probe. Briefly, the VetBlue protocol involves assessing for B-lines or other LUS abnormalities in four standardized locations, caudal, perihilar, middle, cranial, on both sides of the thorax. B-line quantities are recorded as 0, 1, 2, 3, greater than 3, or infinite, counted as 10 B-lines at each site. A total B-line score is generated. A strong positive B-line site has greater than three or infinite B-lines. A left atrial aortic root ratio, LA to AO ratio, was also used during the course of LUS. The ultimate cause of the patient's cough was determined via complete analysis of all available diagnostic tests performed. So, back to the study. LUS was well-tolerated and lasted less than five minutes of duration in all dogs. Determined causes of coughing in dogs in this study included dynamic airway collapse in 37%, cardiogenic pulmonary edema in 12%, 
bronchitis in 10%, bacterial pneumonia in 7%, eosinophilic bronchopneumopathy in 5%, pulmonary neoplasia in 4%, fungal pneumonia in 2%, gastroesophageal reflux disease in 2%, peritoneal pericardial diaphragmatic hernia in 1%, and congenital pulmonary anomaly in 1%. In 19 dogs, or 19%, no definitive cause was determined. 41% of dogs with dynamic airway collapse also had moderate to severe left atrial enlargement. 66% of dogs had at least one beeline, while 22% had at least one strong positive beeline site. 20 dogs had subpleural abnormalities, with 11 having shred signs, one tissue sign, and nine nodular signs all of which had primary respiratory causes for coughing. The most common site for strong positive beelines in dogs with cardiogenic pulmonary edema was the right perihylar location. Dogs with bacterial pneumonia had the most strong positive sites in the right cranial location. The nodular sign was identified in all four dogs with neoplasia. There were no shred, tissue, or nodular signs in dogs with cardiogenic pulmonary edema. Consistent with previously published studies, dogs with cardiogenic pulmonary edema had significantly greater likelihood to have B-lines compared with the rest of the population and had significantly higher median B-line scores. The median for cardiogenic pulmonary edema was 22.5 versus the median for the remaining population was 1. Strong positive sites were significantly more common with cardiogenic pulmonary edema and pneumonia. Greater than 10 beelines in total was highly sensitive, 92%, and specific, 94%, for cardiogenic pulmonary edema. These percentages held true for greater than two strong positive beeline sites as well. The shred sign was specific, 92%, but not sensitive, 57%, for bacterial pneumonia. The nodular sign was highly sensitive, 100%, and specific, 95%, for neoplasia. It's interesting to note that only 12% of the coughing dogs in this study had cardiogenic pulmonary edema. The authors report that only 23% of dogs with cardiogenic pulmonary edema in one of the institutions of record during the same time period had coughing listed as a clinical sign. This suggests that coughing is in fact a possible clinical sign of cardiogenic pulmonary edema, but that it is not a common one which supports recently published data. This would also be consistent with the premise that in order for cardiogenic pulmonary edema to cause coughing, it would have to be fulminant to the level of the bronchioles given the lack of cough receptors in the alveoli or interstitium. It is the apparent contradiction of this anatomical premise with the historically reported high incidences of coughing in dogs with cardiogenic pulmonary edema that is a source of controversy that exists today. This study has notable limitations, in particular the lack of uniformity of testing performed to determine the cause of coughing across the patient population and the inherent potential for misdiagnosis as a result. Patient positioning, all in sternal or standing, may have affected LUS data, as gravity can influence beeline distribution. That said, this study supports the idea that LUS is a growing, valuable tool in the assessment of respiratory signs in dogs. However, I think it's important to emphasize that unless patient clinical instability does not allow for thoracic radiography, LUS should be used as an adjunctive test to thoracic radiographs, not as a substitute, particularly for populations like the one studied here, namely stable coughing dogs. And the similar presence of a beeline is not specific for the presence of cardiogenic pulmonary edema.
Accurately assessing quantity is critical. Furthermore, simply acquiring a portable ultrasound unit and having the basic ability to assess for cavital effusions is interchangeable with the ability to include LUS in one's diagnostic repertoire. I will personally say I'm not great at seeing beelines. Acquiring specific training and practice in the VetBlue protocol is critical. I also find the study interesting in that a significant number of dogs determined to be coughing from dynamic airway disease had concurrent moderate to severe left atrial enlargement. Although these dogs did not have overt cardiogenic pulmonary edema, it's possible that progressive cardiogenic small airway compression contributed to their coughing and that further optimization of their cardiac therapies could have helped to reduce or resolve the coughing. So what do we take away from this Vet Girl podcast? It's important to recognize that although coughing may not be as common of a clinical sign of overt cardiogenic pulmonary edema in dogs as once believed, it still does remain a clinical sign in some patients and may also remain a significant clinical marker for progressive cardiomegaly or left atrial enlargement, which may be followed by overt clinical radiographic and ultrasonographic findings of congestive heart failure thereafter.